three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I'm Miles, the You Betcha guy here with Ryan, the t-shirt guy. We got a great episode ahead of you. We finally have an interview. Adam Eaton from the Nationals MLB team, World Series champ, is going to join us on the phone today. And so let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my bush. Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Yep, hello, and welcome back to episode 67 of the You Bet You Radio podcast. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy, and today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, one of our past videos, kind of just breaking out of quarantine and being able to just chat with your neighbors and the conversation that comes along with that. But first... Go check out all of our merchandise at OUBetcha.com. We have the new latte and paint them green designs available on the site in uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and crewnecks. So you can find all of that stuff on our website, OUBetcha.com. Go get yourself some merchandise. And uh, yeah, it's been a good launch so far. So we appreciate you, all you guys who have come through. Uh, got the latte shirts. Um, I, you know, we got pretty good, uh, pretty good feedback from the video um, and the merchandise go along with it. So... Miles, you finally got the the uh, husbands of Target Group back together for another skit video. Tell us a little bit about how how was this different from Husbands of Target, and what you know, kind of just bring us through the storyline of the whole neighbors uh, in quarantine. Yeah, so obviously Husbands of Target is myself, Charlie Barons, Taylor Kelmus, aka Dude Dad, and Pen Holderness from the Holderness Family Channel. Um, we did a video in February, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, where we're waiting for our wives in the parking lot of Target. And so we started a little club. And uh, so we, we've always wanted to do another follow-up video. So um, we decided to get something about quarantine out there. Obviously, we are all in different states. We're damn near all almost in different time <laughs> zones. Pens on the East Coast. Dude, dad's on the West Coast, and Charlie and I are in the Midwest. Um, but we, um, Charlie and and Taylor, kind of wrote the bones of the script. Then we had a Zoom call with all of us on there, and we kind of just threw out our ideas, adjusted the scripts. Mostly spent the time making fun of each other, coming up with insults to throw at each other. Wrote the script up, and then we each shot it separately, and uh, we had a guy edit it all together, and so. Um, it was a lot smoother than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. The only hiccup we had was that Taylor, um, didn't get his eye lines right. So basically (laughs) we had to drop a map of, okay, if you're standing this way and the camera's here, when miles, when you're talking to Charlie, you face this way Yep. and you're talking to Penn or Taylor, you face this way. So it kind of the continuity of going back and forth and, um, Taylor's the one that drew up the map. And he's the only one that got it wrong, so he had to redo it. So, Classic dude, dad move. Yeah, way to go, Taylor. But uh, no, it was a, it was fun. Um, what was really funny is we were shooting this at Ryan's place, 
and the neighbor kids are like standing out, like playing <laughs> oh, yeah. outside. And there's a bit where I'm supposed to not be wearing pants. So <laughs> as soon as I could, I got those pants back on, not to be creeping out the neighbors and thinking something weird's going on. But I promise nothing weird happened. I sent I sent a letter to all my neighbors um, in advance. So you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. That's the kind of work we need. Can we just revert back to the fact that when you guys do a video together, even myself, people refer to you as the husbands of Target. Yeah. Like it's kind you of as a, a group are the husbands of Target, regardless yeah. if we're a year down the road or six months down the road, whatever. Oh, the husbands of Target guys did another video. Yeah. I, I don't think that'll ever die it either. It won't. So we're like a like a boy band from the nineties, just always together no matter what. Kind of. Kind of. You're the end sync of content creators. Yeah, there we go. Keep you, just keep going. You even have um you are the... We should do an album cover is what we should do. You're the Fab Four of NCAA basketball. Ooh, Fab Four. Um, no, I, I... It's just funny, too, because we're all... Charlie and I are more similar. We, we're we all got... Still have massively different shticks. You know? It's... Yep. Penn's doing parody music videos. Dude Dad's doing a lot of uh, builds and content about you know being a super dad blank 182 parodies yeah blank 182 <laughs> parodies and then we're doing beer content midwest content charlie's kind of doing a mixture of all that but it's just wizard like wizard of oz wizard of oz video <laughs> yep. dads during tornadoes um it's just funny to see all of our stuff get blended in together into one and have it actually work out which has been cool so um when you guys were writing this, this is it was heavily insult based. <laughs> Did anyone actually get offended? Thank you, Tyler. Well, so actually, a lot of because of the nature of the internet. I mean, you go into our comment section and you're going to see all the insults that I would get, right? So we've all we all have gotten that, and so we kind of were able to write our own insults a little bit. Okay. Um, like uh, the. Baker Mayfield, who hasn't, who just eats, drinks Bushlight and pizza. Like I told them, that's what they should say. So it wasn't okay. like a weird like, no, Miles, you're fat, man. <laughs> it was like you know coming from each other and all right. that. And um, one that one that we missed is everyone thinks that Penn looks like Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and wow. we didn't. That didn't come up once while we were writing the script. So I was surprised about that. That we missed that, but um, yeah, the uh, Charlie was actually harder to write an insult for than more than anyone. Why? I don't know. He just like kind of he's not doesn't have as as many like distinct fig uh, features. Sure, you well, know, like the homeless thing hit pretty close. He did look a little homeless. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. Um, but yeah, I. We actually originally had wrote it that Charlie was up all night for three days or whatever, um, worrying about if people filled out their tax returns. And I changed it to the census because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been really hitting the census hard on his content. And I didn't tell them that I was going to do that. And then Charlie watched it and texted me. He was like, really, man, you're going to take a shot at my census. Um, <laughs> so go. I thought that was pretty funny um, to do, you know, well, just some some unscripted stuff is always fun to do once in a while. Yeah. I think it's funny, too, how you can come up with a three to four minute video, four minute plus whatever it was, um, basically just busting each other's balls. 
Yeah, yeah. that's basically what it was. But we all have a group of friends that we do that with. It's it and it's like therapeutic, right? Yeah. <laughs> it like feels good to rip on each other and get ripped on a little bit. This is these are the feelings in that video you portray the feelings that you have felt towards those guys. And it's like just in video form though. So congrats, Miles. And it's just funny. And I you can get mad at me for being super stereotypical when I say this, but the difference between men and women is men can do that video. And women would just be a bunch of backhanded compliments at each other. Yep. Not just blatantly making fun of each Mm -hmm. other. Would you agree? I would 100% agree. You imagine if there was a bunch of girls that just were ripping on each other like that. It's just not going to happen, right? Yeah. But. Yep. um, No, I would agree. So I think that's what makes that video fun is it's just a bunch of guys being dudes out on the front porch drinking a few beers. Oh, we got to talk about Charlie saying socks, <laughs> which is one of the best parts in that video. It was really funny and just unexpected for sure. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he did it. I thought it was a funny bit, mm-hmm. and I know that he likes to stick to his roots just as I would like to stick to mine. And so that was kind of us letting him do his thing there. Um, I was actually surprised that the other guys wanted to do to drink Bush. That was kind of that was not my idea. That was Taylor's idea for sure. Well, yeah, and you said that uh, dude dad had to go with the bush heavy because he couldn't find bush light in the stores. Yeah, he couldn't find it wherever he went to go get it in in California. So one of my favorite parts of shooting the video is when you were hucking bush lights all around Ryan's yard. He he's was out there me. playing and catch. He's, he's, yeah. just, he's just stressing about his lawn and his <laughs> well, face. Bear handing him. Yeah. One of, so one of them ended. We didn't break any beers except for one that landed right in the middle of the street and exploded. Yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> so, I, I, cause, so when I'm mic'd up, Tyler can hear me in his headphones, but if Ryan's standing for enough away and I just whisper, he can't. Mm-hmm. So before we did that to Tyler in the in his headphones, I was like, I'm just going to let this one launch. Yep, you let her fly. And uh, <laughs> the neighborhood watch sent me a letter in the mail the next day saying, hey, Right, you're the president, though. I am. You sent yourself a letter. I'm the president and founder of Neighborhood Watch. No, he, he had to call an emergency Neighborhood Watch meeting and say, I would like to just publicly apologize for my actions. That's why my I think that's why my neighbor's dog was in the street. I think that's why your neighbors day. have their house for sale. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors do the have their house for sale. Yeah. So uh the the uh the you betcha skit house. Um I feel like there's a lot of value behind that the now. The skit house. The skit house. That's, that's nice. Not, the nice not ring a nice frame to name. it. Yep. It's gonna for drop sure. all the property value around it though, because you've got guys in their underwear just chucking <laughs> beers into the street. Yep. So property value up with you betcha videos, property value down with, with guys it. in their underwear. So we'll just have to limit the underwear. Actually, maybe get a robe. Yeah, that was another thing, too. Yep. Is one of them was like, yeah, I'm going to wear a robe. But then they all ended up wearing robes, and I wasn't wearing a robe. And the yeah. robe's kind of my shtick, so I wish I would have. It has been a while since you've had the robe on. Yeah. I Do gotta, you have it? Oh, yeah. I got to pull that baby out of storage. <laughs> maybe give it, give it a nice wash. Dust her off a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was fun to do, and the response was great. Uh, anytime we can get a video going across all four pages is always a, uh, a good time. And, uh, I'm glad that the audience enjoyed it as well. I'm sure we'll continue to keep doing videos with the husbands of target, um, with having four characters. I mean, our options are really endless. And so, yep. 
Uh, we'll keep brainstorming. And once uh, COVID kind of settles down and we can actually go travel some more and do videos together, I think that'll be uh, even better. So, um, yeah, this next segment, Ryan, is going to be a fun one. So we're going to have Adam Eaton. He plays for the Washington Nationals. Um, World Series champ last year. Um, he is uh, sponsored by New Balance, and that was kind of our first our first introduction to him. Is that he had um, he was sponsored by New Balance. He would comment on our New Balance posts of me wearing them and saying that uh, he enjoys the content and all that. We ended up DMing each other, and yep, um, we were going to do a video here as soon as we could, but because of COVID, we weren't able to. And then his season was going to start, and the whole thing. But he said, Miles, I'm not doing much right now, so let's uh, let's do a podcast together. And so uh, here is our podcast segment interview with Adam Eaton. All right, guys, we would like to welcome on to the podcast Adam Eaton from the Nationals World Series champ 2019. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Doing good. Uh, sitting in lovely Michigan. And, uh, you know, and doing this quarantine, happy, happy to be on. Yeah. That's, uh, so you're a Midwest guy through and through. Yeah. Grew up in Ohio, Springfield, Ohio, uh, lived there, uh, you know, majority of my life and lived a little bit of Phoenix and then, uh, settled now here in, in Michigan. So, uh, Midwestern guy through and through played in Chicago for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I love the Midwest. I love it. I love it. Um, so Obviously, World Series champ. That's you, you know, it's got had to have been a crazy off season this last off season after um, not only with the quarantine COVID stuff, but obviously coming off of a World Series championship. Uh, just tell us, tell us and the listeners a little bit about what it was like to win the pinnacle of the sport, the World Series, and um, during the season, kind of the aftermath, the whole shebang. Sure. No. Uh... Um, you know, it was my eighth season in the league and, you know, to be able to even get to the playoffs, might as well the world series and win it is very slim, honestly. Uh, you know, on our team, we hadn't had anybody to win the world series. So all 25 man roster guys won it for the first time. We had a couple of guys that have been there, but never won it. Um, that was my uh, second time in the playoffs. So like you said, it's, it's, it's definitely the, the, you know, top of the mountain and, and, uh, you know, to be able to win it is very surreal. Uh, you know, you have to imagine that quite a few of the guys have literally spent their entire lives to do that. Um, you know, uh, we have Ryan Zimmerman, which is basically the mayor of DC. Um, <laughs> he was the first draft, yeah, first draft pick in Washington. Um, when they expanded from, um, they basically came from the Expos, uh, you know, he's been there since 05. So, you know, his entire being since he was five years old was like, I want to win a World Series, I want to win a World Series. And then to hoist the trophy is, like I said, it's some, a feeling that not uh, many people have been able to do. And as well as that, like you said, to, to work your entire life to do it, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's quite a rush. Um, so, like I said, enjoyable. Uh, and then, like, you know, of course, after the World Series is over with, you know, we partied hard, man. Uh, not as hard as, <laughs> as you should. 
as we should. Uh, a lot of bush lights. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Yeah, that was going to be my next question: <laughs> is how many bushels did you put down? You know what's interesting is Budweiser was the uh, the sponsor um, of the you know of us celebrating. So a lot of a lot of Budweisers uh, there in the clubhouse. But once we got home, that was what I was getting to. Is like uh, you know we we had. Um, the net, well, that night, you know, we partied basically in Houston, um, did our thing there. We got back the next day, um, you know, did the whole, like, kind of the, the you know, the, we fly down, you know, you uh, there's you know, fire trucks shooting all kinds of water, all kinds of things. You come down, there's a hundreds of me, hundred media, all kinds of fans there. Just like, like I said, uh, you know, being a Midwestern guy, uh, I just never in my wildest dreams ever thought that this would even people would even give a crap about me at this point, you know, and like, it's, you know, to be able to do that and you do all that stuff, you have your parade. Um, then we went to the hockey game, which was for me was uh, you know, kind of the pinnacle, um, was able mm-hmm. to basically just drink our faces off and have fun with the boys <laughs> one last time. Yep. I mean, yeah, everything else is kind of controlled. You're with your families right after, you know, right after the world series. Um, you travel with your family back from the world series. And then uh, with the parade, you're with your family too, which there's no problem with that. I love my family. But, like, we're going to the hockey game. We had a bus. Um, I know quite a few of the guys with the caps. And uh, it, it was just, like I said, one more night. No wives, no, um, you know, kids, no nothing. Just the boys are going to go out and have a good time and let loose. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in, in fashion that it was. You know, you can kind of do almost anything. Uh, you know, kind of a week <laughs> post of doing the World Series, we were we we're pouring beer down people's, uh, you know, and then down their mouths through the suite. And, um, <laughs> you know, we 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 rigged the Zamboni ride from, you know, I think it was a twelve-year-old girl that was having her birthday, and uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, you... I, we were going share, we did shirtless Zamboni ride. Yeah, check it out on Instagram. Um, but uh, like I said, just went crazy went underneath the uh, underneath the um, you know in the room with the boys afterwards you know partying with the best you know she you know you, you name it all the boys down there um we were shooting pucks for like two three in the morning out on the ice uh That's like I said, it so was just, cool it's it's like i said i'm like my my mind is like explode just thinking about it um and then we went to the white house was was pretty cool um, just to be in, you know, such a building that is so historic, uh, you know, from the United States was pretty daggone cool. And then, um, once you got home, you're like, man, okay. Like my body's just starting to fight back. It's like four <laughs> or five days of drinking straight. Yeah. And I got home and that's all the boys want to do at home. So it's just yeah. like, man, you, you guys all know, you guys go on some vendors and I would imagine, like I said, third, fourth day, your body's like, screw this. Yeah. Like I can't do this anymore. And all I wanted to do was sleep. And like I said, all the guys just wanted to come over and just pound beers and, and talk about, uh, you know, the playoff run. So yeah, yeah we feel, was, uh, we, we feel, rush. we feel really bad for you, Adam, that you won a world series and you just partied way <laughs> too hard and people wanted to just keep celebrating with you. We feel really bad for you, man. You should. You should. Yeah. Someone's got to do it, though, right? Someone's got to do it. That's right. Right, Adam. I can't. I can't imagine what it's like. Uh, not a lot of people can imagine what it's like to win a World Series. But I kind of want to dive deeper into um, into that game with the Astros when uh, arguably one of the best pitchers in the game w- was pitching uh, Justin Verlander. Um, you hit a bomb off him. Uh, bring us through. Bring us through that at bat. Kind of what you were thinking going against Justin Verlander, and um, kind of how that all played out. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. Another pinch me moment. To be honest with you, just like could never 
you know, you're as a kid, you're, you're thinking about hitting home runs in the World Series. Um, funny enough, Verlander, when I was a kid, was you know starting his career, which is crazy to say. Um, you know, he uh, he was starting when I was you know I think eighth grade, uh, freshman high school when he started. So kind of watching him as a you know young pup, and then uh, to be in the World Series facing him. Um, you know, he, uh, he, I've seen him a lot. You know, I played Chicago when he was with Detroit. So yep. I, I've seen him a ton. I have a lot of history with him. He really has my number. He's punched my ticket a lot. And, uh, uh, you've, I don't know if you uh, have done any kind of background, but I think it was in game two. I think it was game two. He pitched against us and I missed a hanging slider. And I said, F me as loud as I could. <laughs> um, it came a clear as day across the audio of the whole series. I felt terrible. Um, but funny enough, the pitch that I hit out was the exact same pitch and I was ready for it and didn't miss it at the time. So like I said, pretty crazy, uh, you know, um, turn of events. And like I said, the history that him and I have had throughout, he's had my number a lot. So, um, you don't just happen to be the right pitch at the right time. I've happened to be sitting on it and, uh, you know, got lucky, swung hard just in case. So it was uh, worked out all right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even with that comment too. Uh, I, well, I think... does that make does that make you a confirmed badass that you swore on <laughs> national television? No, no, it doesn't make you an asshole. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but at the same time, everyone everyone knew you and everyone else in the stadium and everyone else on TV knew that you weren't going to miss that pitch again. Uh, and he hung it up there for you, man. Hitting a bomb in the World Series off of one of the best pitchers has got to be so exhilarating. It it, it was. Uh, I hit. I was fortunate enough to hit one earlier, and uh, I blacked out. You know, it's one of those things where I hit it. I ran around the bases. I think I ran around the bases like 12, 13 seconds, which mm-hmm. is dumb fast. Uh, slapped hands and you know didn't really enjoy it. You know, when I hit Nick off earlier again, he's had my number. He's a heck of a pitcher. I'm not taking anything away from him, but. You know, when I swung that, I'm like, man, I'm going to enjoy this a little bit uh, more. And I, I took my time around the bases yep. and, uh, like I said, uh, tried to soak it in a little, you know, selfishly just try to soak it in as much as I could. But yeah. um, I'm sure he'll punch my ticket next time we see him. You know, he's, like I said, a heck of a pitcher. Um, he's a big car guy as well. So him and I have a relationship off the off the field. So he, uh, like I said, um, this game... There's those that are humble and those that are about to become humble. So um, I can't, I can't talk, I can't talk myself up too much because like I said, it'll bite me on ass. There you go. That's definitely the Midwest way, right there. Midwest nice and yeah. Um, so obviously, something that kind of brought us together initially is um, you're a New Balance guy. I'm a New Balance guy. How much? would you contribute your success to being sponsored by new balance? I mean, the amount of support in those shoes has got to be through the roof. <laughs> uh, well, you can do so much thing, so many things with them. You can mow the grass with them. You can take, <laughs> you know, long walks on them. Yep. Um, no, no, but, uh, you know, what's awesome is I've been with new balance 10, 10 years now. Um, I was a 19th round draft pick, uh, 571st overall. So I was very much an afterthought in the draft. I came from Miami, Ohio, a Midwestern school, um, kind of a mid-major school, not a big school. So um, undersized guy. So I, I, of course, didn't have any shoe deals or shoe, you know, shoe deals, glove deals, nothing, you know, coming up. It was basically what I could find on you know, East Bay. Everyone got those magazine when you were a kid, oh, yeah. when you went to, you know, get the, you know, baseball you get, or basketball. You get the catalog in the mail. Oh yeah, heck yeah! The East Bay was—I mean, I'm sure they still have it, but yeah, the East Bay uh, catalog. 
um, that was the most exciting part. Uh, we, like I said, you'd get in like June and, and that, or not June, I'm sorry. It'd be like earlier, like May and, and dad's like, all right, you pick out one pair of spikes and that better be for baseball, soccer, yeah. football. And, and heck, if we could shave them down, you'll wear them for basketball, right? So pick something out that's going to be comfortable. And, uh, but like I said, that was the same way in the minor league. You know, it was just something that you had to, you know, kind of buy your own stuff and take care of yourself. And then, um, I remember Under Armour and Nike sent me some spikes in, uh, 2011 or yeah, 2011. And, um, uh, they said they wanted to do a deal with me, whatever, and didn't really hear much back from them. And New Balance came in and uh, I just remember really like, you know, as anything, you, as professional athlete, you kind of want to feel that love. You want to feel that dedication from the other side and it, New Balance is unbelievable. It, it was weird. They were a very supportive company, weren't they? <laughs> They are. They're just. The cool they're just. They're just supportive across the board, aren't they? Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ankle support. Yeah, knee support, back support. They they do it all. But uh, like I said, yeah, just I mean, American made. It's. Uh, I think I, I don't want to talk out of turn, but I believe they're the only shoe still made in America. Um, they're made in Boston, which is pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. Um, especially in times of you know buying American is uh, at an all time high. Right. Um, but like I said, they came in um, and uh, basically I've been working with the same people for ten years, which it kind of tells you about the uh, the company as well. That you know they keep they have loyalty. They're they're with the same people. Um, and uh, like I said, I've been with them my whole entire career. And uh, you see, again, you see guys in our you know and through our line of work that they'll go through three different shoe deals in three different years. And uh, New Balance just been great to me, so um, that's really like I said. There's also we gravitate towards one another through New Balance, but um, what a, what a great brand! Yeah, <laughs> and you ran with it as well, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, so what's it got to take for us to get a deal done where we can get some uh, New Balance six two three baseball cleats that are extra 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 wide? What do we got to do to get that extra done? Extra wide. We can get that done. I was going to tell you, I don't know if you guys have saw on my Instagram either, um, those uh, Armed Forces Day cleats, uh, we're going to send some of those out to you guys. Not the cleats, but the the, uh, the turf shoe. Um, oh, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty sweet. They're all white. they got some the camo pattern. They're pretty legit, but we'll send those guys out to you. Oh. I know our New Balance guys have been talking about uh, you know help, helping you guys out, sending you some gear. So, um, Did they ever reach out to you in spring training? Um, I haven't heard anything. No. So, uh, oh man, I gotta get back on them. Maybe not as supportive <laughs> as we thought. <laughs> I know. Come no, on, get to my face, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, we appreciate that. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, so on a light note, as that is, um, my next question for you is: So you play right field, correct? Correct. How does it feel to know that that's usually where the team sticks their worst player? <laughs> I'll, hey, I will wear the worst player tag all, every day, any day of the week. As long as they keep me as the worst player and I just keep playing. I'm all right with that. I think the correct answer would have been Miles, how many World Series uh, rings do you have? And then I would have had, wouldn't have had a comeback for that. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, you know what's funny is that, uh, you know, I, I'm short and left handed, so I'm kind of limited in my position. So I've always been, you know, kind of the guy that, you know, was out in the outfield, you know, you never, you know, has been short of his four foot, you know, when I was a kid and you're not going to put me at first base. There's always a bigger kid that can catch probably better than I can. So, yeah. um, yeah, I've always been that kid that has not been as good and you just kind of stick him out in the outfield. Don't worry about him. So, 
Uh, Probably put a chip on your shoulder, guy. though, right? Oh yeah, that that didn't have you know didn't, that positioning didn't uh, didn't affect that that much. There's there's a lot of chips that you know you know kind of come on a short man syndrome type guy like myself, you know, Napoleon uh, syndrome. Um, being short like that and not taking no for an answer, but right like field, uh, not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> you're a big, you're a NASCAR guy, right? You're just um, a car I'm, I'm guy in general. Four wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm four guy. Yeah, anything with four wheels. I love, uh, my dad was, uh, a drag racer when I was a kid. Um, until basically he was either going to pick, you know, put me in baseball or drag racing. Drag racing is not very lucrative business when you're an amateur. So, yep. um, he sold his car when I was a kid and, uh, you know, just some fond memories that I had at the track. And, and, uh, it's always been kind of my motivation. I'm sure you guys have your motivation. It's pretty, um, anybody that for me that is, uh, relatively successful or been at the top, man, there's something driving you. There, you can, there's no one that just, just does it just because you know there's something driving you there's a focal point there's a an end goal to another end goal to another end goal and for me it was always cars um yep. you know i wanted to work hard to basically be able to you know drive a car that i really enjoy that i really love um and uh it's kind of evolved and it's continued to again to go to the next level but um yeah i've been a car guy my whole life so i am and uh, like i said now i'm hopefully can continue to build uh uh, you know, the next one. So nice. What are you driving right now? Um, I have a couple, I, uh, I have a Viper ACR, which is the newest one that I, I mean, I, I only, only buy American cars. Nice. Uh, it's just always kind of in my DNA. Uh, my dad, uh, was kind of a Dodge Chevy guy growing up. Um, besides my, to- I have a Toyota pickup and that, and there's a long story to that. And that's, <laughs> that's, um, I have a Tacoma. Um, so my first car with a, uh, a Toyota pickup is actually before they even named, um, the Tacoma or they didn't even care. P100, they didn't even care what it was. It just, yeah, spell it over in America and just call it the pickup. So it was called Toyota pickup. And so, um, ever since, you know, my first car or my first truck, I've always wanted one. So I, I bought one a couple of years ago, but I love it. I love it to death. I beat the crap out of it and it takes it. So, but, um, I have a Toyota pickup. Um, I have a 1965 Shelly Cobra. Uh, replica um it's a fun car to drive um super light a lot of power i have the viper acr which again is kind of my baby right now um you know basically the fastest american track car of all time um and then not uh, to brag i have a, <laughs> well well it's a, what's a cool is that it, what i love about american cars is they're not that they're affordable by any stretch of imagination but the viper acr it, it, at its price point and that um, you know, being made American, it's crazy the performance that you get out of a Dodge. It's amazing to me that it's a Dodge, but it's just a, uh, an unbelievable car for the price. It's an unbelievable car that, you know, that America has made downtown Detroit. Um, it's pretty dang, dang on cool. So, um, but, uh, and it's a four year old car basically and still holds multiple track records, which is pretty, like I said, pretty freaking cool for an American car to do that. Very nice. Um, and then, uh, I have a CTSV, um, a Cadillac, which is kind of, you know, will be my daily if I don't truck. And then, uh, I have a, a, a Corvette that I just sold. That was kind of the start of the collection. Um, it was my baby, but I love that car. But, uh, and then I had a Ranger that I just actually sold as well. Excuse me, a Raptor that I just sold as well. Nice. Not a great truck, but, nice. um, but yeah. Yeah. Again, so all American I, except for the taco. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Um, so I think that we'd have to do, we have to bring this up in the interview, uh, your, your home run celebration shift in the car into gear, <laughs> right? Just yeah, give me a little yeah. bit of the backstory and, and story on that for our <laughs> listeners. So Howie Kendrick, a uh, great, great friend of mine, uh, probably one of the better human beings. Uh, he's, he's an unbelievable human being, really a man's man, loves cars, guns, watches, uh, and, uh, you know, you name it, he, he, uh, he hobbies and collects it, um, from Florida. He's a, like, it's a great guy. You know, him and I went to a driving experience in Atlanta right around the time that we were, we sucked. I mean, we were 1931. Uh, we, we were really not doing well early on in the season. And, and, um, all the other guys kind of have their dance, their handshake. You know, we, we get so bored as baseball players and the, and the season is so daggone long that you have to kind of, you know, uh, amuse yourself and then get into a routine. So yep. him and I love driving and we went to that experience and we're like, you know what, let's just drive. And I said, uh, you know, let's just bang three gears, you know, go one, you know, first, second, third, and, uh, you know, just try to be as loud and obnoxious as we can. And, uh, let's do that. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So I had like three homers at the time. I think he had like five or six and long story short, we both just took off and started banging gears. And then, um, you know, of course, when we got to the World Series, um, you know, you, your viewership kind of goes up a little bit, and it uh, turned into a bobblehead. And uh, we, I hit a burnout on Constitution Avenue, you know, <laughs> in downtown DC, and and basically they let us do kind of whatever we want with cars. So, like I said, a lot has come out of it, but uh, and it's um, and it's all neat little story. It's all because you just started driving, right? Basically, yeah, that was yeah, uh, that was basically it. We went to a little driving experience, and we're you know, and you were rolling back, and he's like, you know what, we have like I said, all these boys, Latin, Latin Americans, they're all dancing because they can dance. I can't dance, just, <laughs> you know, you know, he, he he doesn't like to dance. He's I think how he's uh, going on thirty seven, so he's an older guy, and uh, in the baseball world, that's ancient, of course. Yep, and. Um, you know, to, he's like, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to do handshakes. So let's just do this driving thing and, you know, get, get the boys fired up. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So is there an uh, official like, name for it? Not really. Um, uh, not really. He just, uh, like I said, I, we're almost, uh, a little Talladega night. Just want to drive, you know, I just want to, I just want to drive. So shake and bake. Um, baby. There's no, no, yeah, exactly. He's, he's all about the shake and bake. He goes that out <laughs> of there, uh, quite a bit, but, um, yeah, okay. Well, we're going to start wrapping this up. I got two more questions for you. First one sure. as a car guy, are you jealous that I got to wave the green flag at Daytona? Yes, I saw that, uh, and I remember. We, yeah, yes, you did, a, you did a heck of a job too. That's hard to do. Uh, don't get me Don't get me. Disagrees with you. They say I wave that like such a Sally, so I'll never live that down. Uh, you, you, that, no, you did a good job, man. You, it's, it's all it's all easy sitting back and then pointing the finger afterwards. But yep. uh, you did you did a good job. They started right. They started on time. It wasn't, the, yep. you, didn't, you didn't hold up the race or anything. So yeah, you did your job. I didn't drop it. Did the job. race started, and I mean, I was against the elements. It was so windy up there. <laughs> I didn't. I don't exactly. know if I had my sunglasses. It was yeah. It was glares huh. off the cars. Watery so. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Noise. I mean, come on. Yeah, you did know. You, uh, did you get to keep the flag? No, I was a little mad about oh, that, man. but whatever. 
Yeah, that would be sweet. Did you uh, did you get to meet in the drivers or anything? You're going the infield. What, what was the plan after that? Yep. So we had like our hot pass access to go around, and uh, yeah. we got to chat with Kevin Harvick before the race, and couldn't be a, uh, couldn't yeah. be a better dude. Um, so we're happy Heck that yeah. he won well, last won, weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so. Cool. They, uh, yes. They're, they're all good dudes, man. I mean, if you, uh, well, I only know a couple of them, but um, they're just normal dudes. Just really can drive. <laughs> really can drive. They're really impressive. Yeah. So you and I both know what it's like to perform in these high stakes situations <laughs> in professional sports. So. Jesus. Um, Ryan and Tyler don't know what we go through every single day. So. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so, if only I knew. <laughs> God. So, so the last question is uh, one that you're maybe sick of asking or answering or maybe haven't had to answer at all. What do you think? What's your stance? How do you feel? What do you have to say about the Houston Astros and all that they have done? <laughs> You know what? That's a tough question, and I'm tired of answering that question. But you know, you know what? I, I think once we get back to baseball, the um, baseball always has a way of working itself out. Um, you know, uh, the players always have a kind of a way of policing itself. Um, and uh, like I said, I think um, we'll see what happens. I, you know, like I said, no one can really tell the future with them. Uh, one way or another, you know, there's there's it's a sticky situation, that's for sure. Um, I don't think anybody wants anybody to cheat in baseball. Uh, you know, I'm glad they got found out. Glad somebody, you know, you know, talked mm-hmm. it up and and made it public. And and uh, like I said, um, they got to, you know, they got to put their head on the pillow at night. And, and uh, I think that's, uh, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, I guess it's tough. I mean, they got they got like I said, they go to go to sleep at night every night. Uh, and realize you know what they've done and, and uh, what you know what the kind of situation they put themselves in. So, um, but like I said, the game kind of has a way of working itself out. So time will tell. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you answering what do you guys that. Think? What do you think? You're gonna tell. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna answer. You're gonna ask me all the questions. What do um, you guys think? I say that because uh, because it, it, it technically happened in 2018, correct? Well. And 17. Yep, and 17. Um, all yeah. I got to say is, you know, if you're going to step into the box, you got to maybe be ready for a four-seamer to the ribs. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, no, do you have I, a stance? I think, yeah. I mean, my stance, uh, I'm a baseball guy. I look at this. Obviously, I, I don't want anyone picking signs. I don't want anyone uh, knowing what pitch is coming because that's the advantage that pitcher has over the hitter is you got to you gotta. You gotta you have to know uh, at the second I throw the ball if you're going to swing or not, right? So, shout out to the guy who brought this uh, this situation to light. Um, he, you know, he could have thought in his mind like, "I'm going to get ridiculed for this. I'm going to really get looked down on for this." But this is probably the best thing that could happen for baseball because this it it had to happen to someone in order for no one to do it again. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen again. Um, but now that they know the repercussions of, uh, you know, getting a four seam to the ribs, I don't think a lot of guys <laughs> would enjoy that. Uh, so, you know, sometimes, uh, there's, uh, there's positive that come out of negative situations. So I think this is, this is definitely one of them. Yeah. I agree with that. Nice. You definitely agree with that. Well, Adam, That's we cool, appre- we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, we appreciate you being a fan of the page. Um, 
I think that when this is all COVID stuff said and done, and uh, maybe next off season, you and I definitely got to get together for a video. I got a couple in mind that would be kind of fun. Um, I also would like to personally thank you for wearing our shirt on the MLB network. That was pretty cool. Super awesome, man. Um, and yeah. And so, uh, thanks for coming on, man. We had a great time. Um, I think our listeners will love it, especially coming from a Midwest dude as yourself. Hopefully you can get back to baseball soon. And, uh, thanks for letting us take up some of your time. Appreciate you guys having me and, uh, we'll get those shoes out. I'll get those shoes out and I'll make sure new balance is uh, supportive to your face. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and, and we we'll take care of you. <laughs> to our face exactly. and to our feet. Thank you yep. guys for having me. Appreciate yep. it, man. And that was our interview with Adam Eaton. Um, what a cool dude. World uh, Series champ. World Series champ. Like I said, we're New Balance bros for life. Um, I can't wait to maybe once we all get out of quarantine to do a video with him. Um, I got a few ideas in mind that would be a, a, a good part, a good thing for it. So, um yeah, he he's just he's just a down to earth good Midwest guy and so um I'm glad we can have him on. Yeah, I feel like you guys you also kind of know you guys kind of know each other indirectly just based off of like commenting on each other's posts and uh DMing and stuff like that. It's, it's almost like you knew him before we even hopped on the segment. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's the advantage of social media these days is before you even have a conversation with the guy, you feel like you know him. So I think that was cool. And uh, hopefully we can make him more of a regular guy on the podcast and our content. So Awesome, man. Great interview. Um, Miles, the sun is coming out. Uh, Memorial Day weekend is coming up. I feel like Memorial Day weekend is kind of, that is the start to lake season. The stake in the ground. Yes. Uh, Memorial Day is the start and Labor Day is the end. So we have not even gotten to the start yet. So it's kind of an exciting time of the year. And with lake season miles comes bonfires and bonfires are probably one of my favorite things, um, on the weekends just because I don't know, the beers start flowing easy and good conversation gets flowing. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of what your bonfire looks like. You making s'mores, you, uh, are you, are you, well, there's a lot to unpackage here, Ryan. Um, Bonfires are actually a very complex thing. Okay, let's hear it. It also depends on what stage of life you're in, what bonfires truly mean to you. It also depends on who's sitting around the bonfire will change dramatically what the bonfire means to you as well. Well, and for some people, it's not even bonfires. They ca- What do they call it? Uh, Waylands. Waylands, yep. And, and I believe the state of Michigan, they call it Waylands. Okay. So. Um, that was something I learned after we started, you betcha. So bonfire, a whaling, you name it. If something is on fire in a pit in front of you, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Um, so like, for example, my older brother and I have had some very long, deep, meaningful chats when we're pretty tuned up sitting around a bonfire at 2 a.m. And that's the memories that I have with that. I also remember as a kid making s'mores and all of that. Um, I also remember making a really big one with friends and, uh, everyone's just drinking, hooting and hollering, having a good time. And so I think that it's, it's so primal that for, uh, humans, as long as there's fire present, we're all going to have a good time. Why is that? I I don't know. I think it means that we, we, like, it's some sort of like 
old school, like we're safe type of mechanism of yeah. if we can build a fire, <laughs> then we're going to be warm and we're going to live to fight another day. And so we don't have no worries. I don't know. Well, I also feel like there's no awkward moments uh, in like a bonfire conversation. Because all you when there is, you can just all stare at the <laughs> fire. <laughs> you look at the coals and which ones are red and which ones aren't. And, yep. you know, uh, what that can looks like that you just threw in there 30 minutes ago. And I was just charred up. People are going to be mad at you for ruining the environment by doing that, right? Hey, people do it. People hey, I'm do not it. saying that people don't. I'm just, I'm just making an observation. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there's always that one person who is the last person at the bonfire, and that is you. That is me. Um, basically, I will scratch and claw to be the last one um, up at a party, last one to leave the house um, at a house party. <clears throat> something weird's got to happen in order for me to leave before other people. <clears throat> and I would feel like I'm the opposite. And, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you're like this old man and, you know. I I have perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll stay up late. I'll have a good time. But when I'm ready to go to bed, I'm ready to go to bed. And I, the art of the ghost, I I have. I don't think you should be bragging about that. But it's it's a thing, and you'll you'll understand one day when uh, no, you get I older won't. and you get married and have kids one day. And oh, uh, he's maybe just you so won't. much older and wiser than me because he got married. <clears throat> this is this. I'm just saying, once you're older and you have other responsibilities. No, I don't think it will ever change. It won't. It's just hardwired in my DNA <laughs> to just go, 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 Ryan. Well, there goes. I just gotta get that a, I just gotta, Yeah, I just gotta get a babysitter that will be willing to just. Go home at, at at two in the morning. That's when I'm coming hey, home. You're on to something because we had a bonfire at our house and we're drinking pretty heavily. And we hired a babysitter, aka my sister in law, to just watch the baby while we drank. Yeah, it was perfect. So that's it, Ryan. I'm take I'm taking notes, Tyler. Yeah, you don't need to go anywhere to justify a babysitter. Yep, taking notes. When you know you're you're talking about the one guy that's always the last one to leave. There's always one guy, too, that wants to basically throw everything that's outside <laughs> in the fire. Chairs, benches. Like, and it's one of those guys that you maybe got to keep an eye on. Like, mm-hmm. he, he might literally get really drunk and go do a B&E somewhere. He and might throw himself in a fire. He might throw himself in a fire. Um, but he's looking for old couches to throw in. Yep. He's looking for, I mean, anything that's paper products is going in that fire with this guy around. Yep. And so... Um, there's definitely that guy for sure. Yeah, which we, I don't feel like any of us are that guy here. I think the only one that would maybe be that way would be Tyler, but no, I I feel like he's grown and matured out of that stage. What I think, uh, t- go ahead, Tyler. I don't burn stuff unless it's necessary. Like I burned a uh, a chair that had it's essentially destroyed, so I burned a chair. But I needed to burn it. I I didn't want to throw it. I just burned the chair. Yeah. I'm not throwing things in the fire that are perfectly good anymore. Like maybe in college I might have burned a chair that was was fine, but no longer. You know what's the worst about bonfires? What? Is when you're, it's like really cold out, but you're like still, it's like, it's not like too cold to where you're like, this isn't worth it. But your whole front side gets warm and your whole backside's freezing. But then, like, what? You're going to turn around and stand and face away from the fire? Like, that's not very fun. That's right? an old man move. Yeah. You turn around, you warm your butt up a little bit. Yeah. You know? Back to throwing stuff in the fire. I Oh, <laughs> you just got to skate right over that no, one. No, I, I, yeah. I don't. Miles is not the type of guy to throw stuff in a fire because 
for you to get him out of his chair when the beers are flowing <laughs> is zero percent. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Ryan. So um, just a, a piss break here and there, and that's yep. about it. Yep. Oh, I love going to the end of the dock and, and peeing in the lake, throwing a bonfire at the lake. Miles. What? No one can see it. It's pitch black out there. You know what? You talked about that. The cold part's the worst part. I think the worst part of the bonfire is the next day when everything smells like smoke. Yeah, Your that hair sucks. smells like smoke, your shoes, your clothes. And if you don't shower before you go to bed, your pillows smell like smoke. What is nice, though, is I only have bonfires as of right now at the lake and it's like i don't know if you guys feel this way but for whatever reason normal hygiene standards kind of go out the window when you spend a weekend at the lake oh like yeah. you could go from friday to sunday evening without showering once because you're like eh, i jumped in the lake today that's damn near a shower yep do you whatever. ever do lake showers where you just take a bottle yeah. of shampoo and you hop off the dock oh yeah oh yeah Oh, I mean, yeah. Sunday Sunday morning, you got six layers of sunscreen on. You got two layers of bonfire smoke. Uh, you probably got a layer of spilt beer from the <laughs> pontoon the night before. And then uh, you, just you just jump in and it's gone. That's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. So um, so what I was going with that is that, you know, when you're at the lake and you have bonfire, you wake up smelling like campfire the next day, not as big of a deal. Yeah. If you're like waking up the next day and you got to like go to work or something, then oh, that man. sucks. But uh, are you yeah. gonna start a bonfire Memorial Weekend th this weekend? You gonna get one rocking? Yeah, I actually had a bonfire last weekend. You did, I did, yeah. Um, but recently, I just purchased a patio heater, a and tall, so, like a like, tall one. Yeah, like a restaurant one. That's pretty nice because now the only downside is is it's fun to look at fire, but you don't have that I'm smelling like smoke thing. Yeah. And still hang outside right now the mosquitoes aren't bad so you can basically just be out there the whole time you cook a little s'more on your <laughs> your propane heater and give it a little extra flavor yep yeah i might have to get one of them for my deck yep. you just stick your uh stick the stick up there with the <laughs> with the marshmallow on it cook it all up <laughs> boom <clears throat> have you guys ever noticed that at like 11 p.m the mosquitoes go to bed yep like almost to a t 11 p.m., they're gone. Wind dies down a little bit for you. Which is great because that's when I just start get going, you know. <laughs> the beers are flowing beer, for you. You may be at like 9, the sun's about to go down, 9.30, 9.45. You spend an hour or so inside, maybe uh, play, uh, playing a few drinking games, maybe just even just mixing drinks, having a good time. Then it hits 11 o'clock, mosquitoes are gone. You're outside, you're at a bonfire, you're... Hanging out, maybe go for a, a a midnight boat ride, something like that. Yeah, good to go. Yeah, that's. God, maybe I might have to start start starting my bonfires like a couple hours later. Yeah, Ryan, you don't have to start them at six p.m. so you can be in bed by <laughs> nine anymore. Tyler, uh, Ryan literally never sees nighttime in the summer. He's he's got the bonfire going before supper. Yeah, he's got the bonfire going, and then. When it hits nine o'clock, he's tucked into bed, falls asleep when it's still light out, and he wakes up in the morning when the sun's up. So Ryan literally doesn't know if the night ever comes in the summer. If I if I were to go to bed at like three, four AM like you do weekly, my okay. body would be so wrecked. Yeah, that's because you're weak, Ryan. <laughs> it, but that's not something to be proud of. Like, I'm not. That, I'm oh, just, I, I'm, I'm, I stay up late. I oh stay God, up here we go. We got the child voices <laughs> no, here. Like, here we go. What? 
<laughs> why why is that something that people are proud of? How I didn't they say can that. You just said you couldn't do it. I said, I know because you're weak. I didn't say I was good or bad. You can be weak. Why does that make me weak? You can be weak if you want. <laughs> why does it make me weak? I, it, because your body can't handle it. That's weakness. <sighs> My body's stronger than yours on Monday. Come come Monday, get refueled after the weekend, get some good sleep. What in today's world do I need my body to be strong for? Well, I literally sit in this chair all day long in front of a computer. What do I need my body to be strong what for? Do I need for my, what do I need mine to be strong or weak for? Well, why can't I have a weak body? That Ooh, that's a good question, but uh, more about longevity, Ryan. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's all about longevity. Yeah, you're strong in the short term, but you're weak in the long term. Mm. I'm the opposite, so. Yeah. I need to start taking notes, Miles. Yeah, you better get that notebook out, Ryan. <laughs> All right, Miles. Next bonfire that we have together, I'm I'm gonna stay up later than you. And right there, my plan worked, Tyler. <laughs> there it is. You go round and round and round, and you make it a competition for them. And next thing I know, I got a drinking buddy till three a.m. That's yep. all it takes. Yep. I don't know who's got more pull though, you in this conversation or. The wife, when she texts him to come to bed. Well, I'll just give her one of these. Hey, yeah, we might as well have a few more out here. Don't worry about it, Meg. Yeah, but I mean, I, once I, she's in bed, she's in bed. I, I'm free man. Well, I'm just saying, you. you she wakes up. <laughs> oh, does up. that imply you're not a free man before that? Wow. <laughs> no. Free man Uh-oh. from getting the te- getting a, just a random text message. What hey. if she wakes up at 1030 and you're not in bed? And she's like, Ryan, where are you? <laughs> 10.30 a.m. He gets no, p.m. He gets a text at 10.30 p.m. asking where he is. He's out of there like a fart in the wind. He's that, in that's bed. That's insane. Is Ryan going to try to win this competition with you or keep his wife happy? I'll win it against Miles 10 out of 10 times. Okay. I'll facilitate. I'm going to bed about midnight, but I'll leave a camera out there. <laughs> Trail cam. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, so Tyler's going to bed early too. What the- yeah, well, Tyler's got a kid. Midnight's late <laughs> for an old man dad. So whoever said I went to bed before midnight? <laughs> you do. No. We, we know oh, you're during in bed. the week. Not oh, on a, we know you're in bed. Not on a bonfire night. Yeah. Uh, oh early. yeah, you guys. Yeah, you think you can just you're not in bed finagle by Ryan the t-shirt guy. Uh, you guys are so you're so <laughs> full of it right now. I can see it in both of your faces. You're trying to get me riled up. It's working. <laughs> it's working. It so is working. Well. When he starts, it's like Michael Scott. He wouldn't know about this. He's yeah. never seen yeah, the I've office. Yeah, I've never seen the office. So. Uh <laughs> When Michael Scott starts doing like child impressions or starts acting like a child, that's like how, you know, how mad he is. Mm-hmm. When Ryan starts using little kid voices like he just was doing, that's, you know, he's really mad. Ryan, we're just challenge me- accepted. Ryan, we're just messing with you. Last time we drank late together, you were out until I, till I was out. We, we, <laughs> we went beer for beer, whiskey for whiskey. So we're just giving you shit. It'll be okay. No, that was great. I love two on one. That's I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> hey, Michael Jordan wouldn't have backed down from that. No, nope, next game. week we got to talk about the finale of The Last Dance. I think mm-hmm. I did watch episode nine, but I haven't seen 10 yet. Yep. So, so Ryan will watch that last episode, then we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. Ryan, once you calm down here, I think it's time <laughs> for you to uh close down the podcast. No, that was great. I, I don't remember the last time I got really fired up on a podcast. <laughs> I remember it. it Which was, one was it? It was in quarantine. <laughs> and when you were talking about the best thing about staying at home was that you could do stuff oh, for your yeah. wife. Yeah, you got yep. pretty worked up. I said there. happy wife, happy life. And it always and he, it, he gets always mm-hmm. heated when it involves Meg. <laughs> That's because That's because he just loves her that much. No, it's because there's this perception that I am just like chained down <laughs> to the fucking <laughs> to whatever. And this is not the case. 
Thank you guys for listening into <laughs> episode 67 of the You Betcha Radio podcast. I got fired up today. I hope you enjoyed that a little bit because I, I kind of did myself. Um, before we go, guys, uh, go check out all the merchandise at OUBetcha.com. The new designs are uploaded. Everything is there. Uh, get your summer gear, your Memorial Day gear. Uh, go get it now. Um, I would also like to thank Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland handcrafts handmakes our wood pine signs uh, the nectar of the gods signs on our website we have three different colors in blue black and orange that go great in any uh any man cave any bathroom kitchen wherever you're going to be enjoying a nice bush latte and genus can be can be found at etsy.com slash shop slash gdot heartland or on our website oyubetcha.com we got it all thanks again for listening into episode 67 guys i I'm Ryan the T-shirt guy. And I am Miles, you bet you guy. May your ranch always be runny. Your bush lattes forever be cold. Cheers, Ryan. (laughs) 